Hey guys, how are y'all doing this week? It's a tough one, I know. It's the eclipse week. And for most of you, you probably are feeling a little bit topsy-turvy because I think it's not just the eclipses. I'm pretty sure we have like 10 planets in retrograde. So without sounding too scientific, I think that it's just a good time for everyone to rest and be in their own energy, maybe not exploding into other people's energy, just remaining calm and knowing that this too shall pass along with everything else. So this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Raw Republic. You guys know what that is. That's my juice bar. It's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, a couple of exciting things are happening there. We have a couple of new products. One thing is not even listed on the menu. So I wanted to see how many people we actually have in New Orleans that listen to this podcast that are going to come in and maybe try this smoothie. So, okay, the new one that is not even listed on the menu yet, it's called the Golden Green, I think. I came up with that name and I'm not totally sold on it. I usually do a really good job of naming. Maybe you guys can let me know what you think about that title. But the ingredients of this smoothie is kale, fresh orange juice, banana, mango, our homemade almond milk, spinach, vanilla, pecans, and a little bit of coconut oil. So it's like creamy and dreamy and also satiating and also energizing, has tons of greens in it and also some fruit. It's so delicious, so wonderful. I'm pretty much obsessed with it. And that's the only one that's not listed on the menu that pretty much no one knows about yet because I've been trying to decide on the name. So if you go in, you can be one of the first people to try the golden green smoothie and just tell them Raw Talk with Sheena sent you. We also have a new salad, which is the carrot cashew curry salad. The name says it all. It's amazing, delicious, satiating. And um, it's a perfect salad to have like on the side of kind of a main course. It's like ribboned carrots with a like a creamy um, turmeric curry dressing and some chopped kale and currants. Absolutely delicious. So um, if you're in the store this month before we post it anywhere, go in and try those two things and let me know what you think about them. And for those of you who are not in New Orleans, I hope that you'll come visit one day. So a couple of other things before we get into this episode with one of my life coaches. I know I, I, it sounds weird that so many of these guests are people who have been practitioners for me, but I wouldn't lie about that. And they've all been there at different times during different intervals of my life. So today's podcast episode guest is Carla Robertson. And she has been my life coach through different situations. She's wonderful. She's amazing. She's like, <sighs> talking with Carla feels like cool water just pouring over your body on a hot day. Just makes you feel at ease with most things that are happening in the world and in your life. She can make you feel better about everything. And not from a place of telling you that, something might happen that may not. It's just really from connecting with, I, I feel like she's a very elemental person. She can get you aligned with the fact that everything does actually work out and the universe does actually conspire for your benefit. Um, and being in that grounded state, especially when you feel a little out of whack can be really, really helpful. So before we get into this episode, I have just a couple of other announcements. Um, for those of you who follow me on Instagram or are in the Raw Talk with Sheena Facebook group, you know that I'm very much inspired by and use on a daily basis essential oils. And um, I'm not, you know, I use them very intuitively, much like I do food. And what that looks like for me, like if I could just give you a rundown of like how I've used essential oils this week, and maybe this will give you some ideas. But um, so I've felt a little bit of like lymphatic um, congestion in my face and in my throat. So I've been 
pressing frankincense onto my sinuses and kind of like massaging it into my throat just to kind of support lymphatic drainage there. Um, I use frankincense also like where the nodes are in, in my armpits. Like I don't use deodorant that often when I do. It's usually essential oil based also, but I'll kind of massage frankincense into the the nodes, the lymphatic nodes in my armpit area. And I feel like that really supports and helps lymphatic drainage, um, which is always, you know, a good way to support your body in detoxification is supporting the lymphatic drainage of your body. So I do that quite often. I use frankincense because I am obsessed with it and I love it. Um, a couple of other oils that I use. I mean, this is literally just probably three days. I, I probably couldn't even contain how much I use them in three days. So, but if like the individual usages or like the um, unique usages could be condensed, this is kind of what's coming to mind. So the frankincense for the lymphatic system, um, I use lemon essential oil, which is really cheap in my dishwasher, um, not my dishwasher, my disposal. So when that's kind of smelling stagnant and stale, I just put a couple of drops, run the disposal. Um, it freshens everything. It's it's cleaning and it's almost it's also like aerating the kitchen to smell really good. I also like in the same vicinity, I put lemon essential oil on my stove and it completely cleans any oil residue, any grease residue immediately and again smells really refreshing and amazing and it eliminates your need for using unnecessary chemicals in your cleaning um okay so those are a couple of ways i used in my house um, my lymphatics what else do we have lavender essential oils on the bottom of my feet myself and my boyfriend we both well Really, it's been his fault, the reason why we haven't been sleeping well. He's been going through a lot of changes, and it's been waking him up in the middle of the night. So I've been putting lavender essential oils on the bottoms of both of our feet before we go to sleep. And then oftentimes, I'll put a drop of lavender essential oil in under his tongue, and that's really soothing and pacifying and can help you have a really amazing deep sleep. Um Jeez, what else? I feel like I use them. Con- They're always in my purse. Oh, another one, Clary Sage. I use this for hormonal support, but I also gave like 10 drops to m- my boyfriend's brother's wife. hope you followed that, who was about to have her baby. So she needed support going into labor. Um, I gave her about 10 drops to just massage on her abdomen and to diffuse in her house. And that specific essential oil is known to put you into labor. So if you're pregnant, definitely don't go near it. Um, But if you need hormonal support, I use it regularly. Um, Or if you're trying to support someone in going into labor, it's a really, really good essential oil. And it smells really good. It blends well with lavender. So, um, yeah, that's just like four essential oils that I use like within the past couple of days. Um, they're amazing. I'm obsessed with them. Um, I'm sure that you guys have interacted with them in some way and they are somewhat expensive. And I'm just going to break down really quickly what it looks like to purchase them because I know that it can be very confusing. So I use doTERRA essential oils. You know, I couldn't really give you a reason other than like why I chose it initially, but I am invested in the company because I know that it's really important to find high quality essential oils, especially if you're going to be ingesting them. Like I suggested with the lavender Um, there are also many other ways that I use them internally and I wouldn't be able to use another company that wasn't a hundred percent pure. And, you know, there's just some challenging wording happening in the marketing world relating to essential oils that really makes not so good products look as though they are 
So anyway, I, I love this company. I use it for like the majority of my essential oils. I use other skincare products and a couple of other companies that use high quality oils as well. But for my just straight essential oils, I really like doTERRA and the way that it works just very quickly. So you have an understanding is you can either purchase an enrollment kit like it's usually they start at $150 and you'll get a small selection of oils and a diffuser depending on which kit you get. And then for the rest of the year, you have wholesale price anything. So you can order anything at wholesale price. Um, another option, if you just wanted to get a couple of oils, just go to my site. It's my doTERRA. Wait, I'm going to say this wrong. It is my dot doTERRA dot com. Wait, I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, whatever. I'll put a link to it at the bottom of the page, but I think it's my dot doTERRA dot com backslash the space, but I'm going to put a link to it just so that if I did mess up with a dot or something, you can still find it. Anyway, if you go to that site, you can purchase just at regular retail price, any of the essential oils that I mentioned. Um, and then if you're interested in, that's my dog, Curtis. Kurt, shush. Curtis, no respect, none. Um, if you're interested in getting any type of rewards or like potentially getting your essential oils paid for, um, email me and I'll tell you how that works with like getting other people to sign up under you. It's actually a really easy process. I have a few people in my city who work under me who just, um, you know, they're stay at home moms or they have other businesses and like using the essential oils in their business. So they have a couple of people who sign up and then they get their oils paid for. It's a pretty easy system. Um, and I'm happy to share it with you if you want to email me. So just if you're interested in that, you can email me directly at Sheena at rawrepublicjuice.com. And um, yeah, let's get into this week's episode. You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Okay, so today we have Miss Carla. Miss Carla is one of my life coaches, and we have had a friendship for three years, four years, probably Something like that. Yeah, probably yeah. since the beginning of Raw Republic, you kind of found your way in here pretty early on. Yes, the universe brought you here, <laughs> and you have such a calm demeanor. We were just discussing this, and such a way of bringing that sense of peace to everyone around you that it seems so fitting that you have become a life coach and it started with you being a teacher. That's right. Did yes. you, did you start getting ideas through teaching that this would be a good career for you? I think when I first learned at the First time I heard the word life coach was the summer of 06. So I was still teaching. I read a book uh, and it was by a life coach. And I do think that reading and starting to incorporate or think about the way a life coach sees the world definitely changed the way I taught in those last years I was in the classroom and <clears throat> how much I valued the sheer humanity of my students and helping them actualize what they were going to be that might have nothing to do with what I was teaching them that became much more important. And that is kind of the way that I feel you work still today because it's so much less about just talking about the topic at hand or the, the problem that someone comes to you with. It's more about changing perspectives and changing the experience of reality almost. So, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that, yeah, that's a very good way to describe it. Perspective shifting is a lot of what happens. It's, it's a lot of times what's creating the most pain or suffering for us is not our circumstances. It's our perception of those circumstances and mm -hmm. our perception of what is possible or what is not. Right. 
And I'm reflecting back on on the times where I've, you know, come crawling to you and <laughs> and I want to put myself in that mindset. And that mindset was that I was so unhappy with my circumstances and so um, angry and just sad. And it's like I couldn't see that my actions were exacerbating those feelings and then I also didn't see a way out of those mm -hmm. actions mm -hmm. so when someone is in a position like that how do you begin working with changing that experience or helping them to see a new way well I'm actually curious what your experience was in terms of how did it feel, what was happening to you that allowed, what was happened in, in our interactions that allowed you to see that shift? Do you remember what, what did I do? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I think it's, I think that what, when you're experiencing anger, you're in the middle of a situation that is confusing and, um, just very high in high intensity. You, are so into the program that has created that reality that you can't recognize that you are just in a cycle of it. And so when you work with someone like yourself who can take you out of that, like pull you out of the cyclone and show you like, you don't have to actually participate in the cyclone. And at the same time, what felt so good during that experience was to just be connected with myself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're mm -hmm. in the experience of that drama, you're not in the experience of loving yourself and being with yourself, being in the present moment. And I think a lot of people have a hard time interacting with that. I think a lot of people, uh, their experience of being with themselves feels boring or something that they're not excited about. Mm -hmm doing, spending time with. And when you begin working with, like when I was working with you, it kind of started igniting a sense of like, wait, I should be the focus of my life. I should, like, what do I want to experience in this moment? Like outside of this dramatic situation, there's so much about me that is joyful and fun and all of those things that I just, for some reason, wasn't focusing on during that time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it sounds like what you're describing is you had almost like a tunnel vision, or sometimes I call it a postage stamp, you know, focus where you're just all you can see is that little spot in front of you. And so yeah, part of what we probably did together, from your perspective was to expand that that viewpoint. And then I love what you're talking about of just coming back to yourself. You know, we can get so involved in what do we need other people to do or be or fix something or get something straight so we can be happy when really there's so much power we have in what we bring to the situation or just focusing in on what our, our wants, like you said, are that can really shift things. And the weird thing that happens is when we make those shifts, it starts to affect the other environment people. around us and the other people. Yeah. I feel like I've come a long way from that point in time of doing exactly what you're describing of looking outward and externally mm -hmm. and just saying like, I'm miserable and I'm upset because of what that person's doing, that person's doing, that mm -hmm. person's not doing for me. And you're so right. I mean, and I, and I want to bring it back to like what, what I experienced today. And I still, mm -hmm. I still find that a lot of my frustration and pain, you know, my instinct is to say, you know, um, Evan, you know, my boyfriend, mm -hmm. why aren't you doing this? Like, why are you acting this way? Or like, what, you know, maybe, maybe imparting that I need help or assuming that I need support, um, and that it should look a certain way from him and just like releasing that frustration on him, but then like recognizing that there's something I'm not addressing within myself. Mm -hmm. 
there's something that I'm not looking at. And like underneath that, it just feels like maybe it's always that I need to take care of myself better. Mm. I need to love myself more. Mm. And it's, it's good to get those reminders at the same time, because otherwise, if we're not used to looking inside and we don't have this information, then we just go through life saying like, well, I am the way I am because mm-hmm. my mom did this. My sister did this. Right. My boyfriend did this. Mm-hmm. I work in this situation. So I'm curious to know what most people come to you with. Like, are there like centralized issues or problems that a lot of people just blame their frustration of life on? Well, yeah, people come to me in a bunch of different life situations. Sometimes it's a, it's often a a big shift has happened. Either there's been something that has happened to them, like a, a a breakup or Mm -hmm. a job change or, you know, something that they did not plan for, or it can be something that they are, a, a change that they are enacting themselves, but they don't know what to do with it, or they don't know exactly how to, to navigate it. Uh, so sometimes it's some kind of a big change. And then sometimes it's, there's no change, you know, stagnation, being stuck, just feeling like you're in the middle of the Groundhog Day movie, you know, you wake and you just don't feel right. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you're, you don't need therapy. You're not depressed exactly, but you just don't feel, you feel off, you feel stuck or overwhelmed. And just like the, the joy has, has, has left and you want to get back to what is your purpose and what do you really want and, and come back and reconnect with that. And then also relationship stuff. And sometimes people come to me for coaching with they with one idea of what they want help with. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being something completely different that they, we really end up diving into that's, that's the foundation or underlying those surface surface things that start. And that's what I love about being a generalist coach. Coach, You know, I'm not a business coach or a relationship coach or a food coach or, you know, exercise coach or something like that. You know, some people are very focused and I'm a generalist life coach. I want to hear about your life. Uh, All of those parts all connect and all weave together to make up what, what is what you're experiencing. Yeah. So if I were if I, if you and I were having a session right now, and because I kind of feel this way a little bit, um, that there's there's a lot of activity, but I want like a big um, result, or I want like a big jolt of something. Is that a good way of describing it? Like, you know, I'm, I work a lot. There's a lot going on with business, but I feel like I want a big leap to happen, something to change things up a little bit, you know? And I feel like I get, I get like this when, um, there isn't a good, like I haven't scheduled time for myself. I haven't Mm -hmm. stopped to think about things that I want to do. So bring me through kind of the process of working through something like that. So it sounds like you're, you're wanting time to be able to even envision what this leap would look like. So you can't, it's hard to help that come to being if you're doing all the chores and all of the daily things, you don't have that space to visualize what is possible. And sometimes it's just too hard to do by yourself. It's not like you don't know what to do because I don't really do anything when I work with people. Really, I just sit there and ask a few things and then they get going, you know, and my job is not to be like, oh, Sheena, here's your leap. You know, I have, here's my, oh, I have the solution back here in my bag and here it is. Surprise, Mm -hmm. unwrap it. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's that space. I, you know, part of one of the things they, people say about coaching is it's holding space. So I create that space and ask those questions then allow you to have those, those epiphanies or that moment to see what that leap is going to look like. Yeah. So say I, I come to terms with envisioning what the leap looks like or establishing those goals. How do you then put into perspective the difference between becoming overwhelmed with the tasks that you identify needing to take place to achieve those things and letting go and allowing the process to happen? 
there's going to be some of both of that, you know, because we can't, you know, like there's, we can't just sit in our living rooms and allow, you know, sit on our couches and, and which is something you never do. I've never seen you just sit around and, and wait, you know, um, so there has to be some some inspired action in the material world. And then there is also this this not it's the quality of the action, I think, to some degree. You know, I'm, I'm moving my hands here, which <laughs> nobody can see. <laughs> but it's it's the quality of the action. And so it's when when the action doesn't feel grippy or like pushed pushy. You know, most of us have that have experiences, whether it's our own experiences or ones we've seen or in a movie or something like in a, it's in a relationship is just such a good metaphor. You know, if somebody in a relationship is like, I need you to do this or, or, or is everything okay? Do you still like me? Do you love me? What's going on? Are you sure? Is it okay? You know, that kind of grippy, pushy, focused energy feels terrible. Right. And it's not the way that things happen. Right. Um, and then there's an energy that feels a lot more allowing or open. Uh, I've been talking so I feel like I have told this story 20 times in the past couple of weeks. It's that parable of the the sun and the wind. I don't know that one. So it's really old. It's probably I don't know where, where it's from, but it's basically the wind and the sun were hanging out and they were having a contest, you know, and they were kind of just trying to one up each other. And they're like, I'm better. No, I'm more strong. No, I'm more powerful. And so they decide to, to try to see who's more powerful. And they see a person walking along down on the earth. And so their contest is to see who can get the person to take off his coat. So you can see where this is going. So wind goes first and wind blows, 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 blows. And of course, the person just holds their coat tighter and tighter and tighter. So then it's the sun's turn and the sun shines. And all the sun does is shine. And then, of course, the person takes off their coat because they want to, because it feels right. And it's that quality of those, that, that energy of the difference between feeling like the, the wind or the sun and people pick up on that. Uh, and, and just everything around us picks up on, on that. So when you do figure out what's going to happen, the quality of the action that feels more like the sun is much more likely to get you to what you want. What do you think is necessary in the person to, trust and have faith that they can just sit there and shine. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the metaphor breaks down a little bit because none of us are actually just the sun, right? So (laughs) it's more, it's, it's not that you're not doing anything. It's just that your energy is more like the sun than like the wind. It mm-hmm. just feels different. You can do, you could, you could have two people do the exact same action or say the exact same thing to someone. And one would be like the wind and one would be like the sun. So I think that's part of it. Or just even a lot of it is even how we're treating ourselves while we're making the plans or while we're trying, you know, we're home by ourselves and we've gotten this idea and now we're going to figure out how to implement it. And just even our self-talk and how we're going to get it to work and what our our mind is telling us about oh this is oh this part's going to be really hard or oh look out for that you know that's very much like we just want to pull our coat tighter around that you know instead of this like okay well we're going to figure this part out and this looks like you know there we need to see what the possibilities are here or maybe we need to get help with this it's a different yeah feel but do you do you think that like I'm trying to see how someone's energy would transfer from, you know, what are some of the, maybe the action items that people can take to actually help calm their energy so that they can feel a little bit more confident in releasing the hold of those things. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, that part, while you're taking action, then there is a, a, a bit of just that, of that trusting and, and relaxing. And, and I think tools that people can use a lot of it is present moment awareness and not sacrificing your present moment for your future moments because basically your future is 
a beautiful tapestry of your present moments. So whatever's happening now, you're weaving your future. So some of it is, is, and there's so many practices that people can do. There's meditative practices really help. Anything people are doing meditatively, if you, if you are meditating regularly, then it's much easier to be in the present moment when there's a lot going on or you're giving people directions or you're making a plan. So, um, so that can be helpful. And then I think I'm picturing as you've asked this question now, and I'm not sure if this is true, if there's part of it, that's also like, you know, you're trying to go to sleep at the end of the day and, and your mind is just going, going. Is that part of what? Oh, the, of course. Yeah. And yes. you can't shut it down. And, and you want to just allow, but you've got a million things running, a million channels running. So what do you do there? And I think a lot of times people focus only on what they are not getting done and they forget everything that they did accomplish that day or that week. So a nice thing to do at the end of the day, if you know, and this this is for people who are actually taking action. There's also people who need you know, a little bit more of a fire lit up under their butt, mm-hmm. you know, it's sort mm-hmm. of, de- it's all different for different mm-hmm. people, but there's a nice ac- exercise they can do, which is just basically called recapitulation, which is where <laughs> you, at the end of the day, you go I like th- that word. Yeah. You go through your day and you re relive it a little bit as you're laying in bed and you look at all of the things that happened throughout the day and you honor all of your showing up however you showed up. And if there's places where you're like, oh, you know, I wish I'd showed up differently there. You can acknowledge that and then let it go. So that's that letting go part that, you know, part of what you were asking about for someone and, or the things that didn't get accomplished that maybe need to be looked at again tomorrow or the next day. But you can then really see that, oh, you weren't just sitting around you know, you've mm-hmm. been, and then you can rest because something did happen throughout mm-hmm. the day. And then you let it, you release it into the past. Yeah. You let it go. Oh, this is a new practice for me. It's something that I've been doing a little bit more of recently. And it's the practice of writing down um, things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. Just a simple, mm-hmm. like three things that I'm grateful for. And then also three things that would make the day amazing. At the be- and this is at the beginning mm. of the day. And then sometimes at the end of the day, reflecting on what went well and what, what could have gone better and three things in each of those categories as well. And I definitely am recognizing because I'm doing a lot of that, that personal work, but also I'm doing a lot of that um, difficult, reflective, and and I don't want to say difficult because it, it just is something different that... Uh, my business partner and I, and who is also my boyfriend, mm. and I are doing a lot of looking at the parts of the business that maybe we've just been operating over, maybe not taking a time the time to to just like comb through things mm-hmm. because it feels very overwhelming when mm-hmm. you've created a business to go through every sector. Mm-hmm. So there's hat. I mean, w- we've both had to be on the the same team of wanting to do that. And then also knowing that we're not going to do it overnight Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it becomes a different type of mindset that Mm -hmm. we're, we're working toward cleaning out the closets, Mm -hmm. looking at the things that are uncomfortable and committing to showing up for that every single day. And that definitely does transfer over into my personal life as well. It's almost like, there's just a heightened state of awareness for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if something feels uncomfortable, stopping to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's been a lot different than my instinct to just grind Push through, through. Mm-hmm. which doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah. Like it, you were just saying, like you were like, Sheena, you never are not taking action and sitting on the couch. But <laughs> I would argue that's a lot of, some of my action has been, the equivalent. And I probably would have been better off sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and mm-hmm. resting. Yeah. Right. And so for, yeah, if you're, if what you may need to do is really create much more space for yourself so mm-hmm. that you can make a, so that you have clarity about what the next move is right? in, in different little arenas. Mm-hmm. What has been an example of what you've seen to be 
something that causes a lot of transformation in your clients. It's interesting because these transformations, if you just were to look or, or read a transcript even of what was said, it seems it's often so simple. It's, it's one sentence. It's, 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 it's epiphanies, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they vary from person to person, but there are these little epiphanies that happen that then they, they kind of start to grow in the client's awareness until there's this huge shift. Sometimes it's, it's, it's immediate. And sometimes it's like a little seed and then it starts to blossom, you know, it starts to grow and then it starts to grow a little more and it blossoms. Um, I'm trying to remember what, what you, what you asked, what, how do, how, what, what, if there's, if there's anything that you think that's imparted that maybe seed being planted Anything that, um, because I, what's coming to mind for me mm -hmm. is, is that they've provided the space yeah. with someone like you. It was, that's just yeah. pretty much the that's, action. That's at, right. That's half of it because, or more than half, like a lot of it. Yeah. Because once you commit and you say, I'm going to pay attention and I'm going mm -hmm. to really be present and, and reflect and listen to myself and get curious about things that maybe I haven't allowed myself to be curious about, then yeah, there's no there's no stopping you basically. Yeah. And then those shifts will generally happen. It's just when, you know, sometimes people are resistant and we're all resistant. There's things we, none of us want to really look at sometimes. Right. <laughs> and the other thing that will happen sometimes is it, sometimes it's, it's very slow process. It's not always like, ta-da, you know, you have a couple of sessions and then your whole life turns around. Sometimes it's a much slower process or there are just things for most of us that we feel like, oh, you know, have you ever had a journal or something where you, you wrote that stuff five years ago or six or 10 and you get it out and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, I'm, this is, I'm still dealing with this stuff. I could have mm -hmm. written this yesterday and here I have my little plan of what I'm going to do and I'm still doing the same, you know, I'm still this trying is giving to me anxiety. <laughs> it's giving me like but but that's okay that's part of our our the spiral of our lives and the cycles you know trees don't go oh geez it's spring again I gotta make leaves you know and <laughs> I just did this last year mm -hmm. and then I, you know now I gotta do it again you know and and we I don't know what it is about our culture where we've suddenly gotten this idea that our trajectory is supposed to look like a like a a graph that goes from low to high and just straight up, 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 up to some peak of, I don't know what. Death. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where are Get we going? Get as high as you can. Where are right? we going? Get as high as you can on that graph before yeah. you, you die when really it's much more of a cyclical or seasonal or, and, and, and the quality of being human. And we, we're not going to ever get rid of our emotions. We're never going to get to a place where we're never angry or sad. That's, that would be weird, you know? Right. And unhuman like. Exactly. What's the purpose of being in this physical body that experiences emotions if we're not able to experience those emotions? Exactly. But I do find that I'm less likely, and I'm going to tap on freaking wood hard here, <laughs> that I'm less likely to be caught into something without my awareness right. for a long period of time. Now, yes, I still experience those emotions, but with awareness, I feel that I'm a little bit, it's a little bit easier for me to move through them and to actually appreciate them when they happen. Yeah. So there, yeah. So that change. So, so going back to just the journal part and looking back and seeing that you've had these, these emotions or struggles in the past, there's also probably parts of that journal from eight years ago or whatever that are not the thing you, when, where you can't even be like, you'll be like, who was that? I can't even access that that feeling of of just struggle that I had then because that's not part of my experience now and I have learned so much about how to, how I want to be in the world or just how I interact or whatever that that causes me not to have that that situation that that I experienced exactly. back then. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What Carla, what are some of the things for you in your life that are necessary? that you hold very um, to high regard of you needing 
to address your health and happiness on a regular basis? I would say the number one thing for me is free time in nature. Number one, just where there's no agenda and I get to go be in nature, even if it's for a little while. And even if it's just in my front yard, but I'm going to go sit out there in the grass and I can sit in the grass in my front yard and just look down at a little spot of grass in front of me. And I can guarantee you, I will, there's like a whole world going on there. <laughs> this I, is so true. Yeah, I can I see the fairy you. forest. You know, I have my, my vision tunes into the fairy forest and they'll be like, I'll be like, Oh my God, there's a little snail there. Or look at that teeny tiny, look at his, <laughs> look at those antenna or look at this, this little mushroom that's that's grown up here or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. And it's so <laughs> true about you. Yeah. Or looking at the sky, whatever, you know, I just, yeah, nature and natural elements, they ground me. I feel so much better. It's my favorite thing being outside. Is there anything else that you have to commit to or that you like to commit to? Maybe, maybe like on a yearly basis or something um, special that you do for yourself or anything else or anything that you even do regularly routine wise? I try to get enough sleep and I try not to fill up my life too much. Like I, and it's so funny cause people be like, Oh, I know you're busy. So, and I'm like, no, I really, I really try to do a lot, have a lot of my day, like sitting on the couch and staring at the cat, you know, like that, that, that is my ideal. So I try to make sure that I have space. And it's really interesting because I don't know if people have this concept that, that life coaches are going to be out there like doing, 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 but my like ultimate goal is to not do a whole lot of anything. That's, that's what I love. I love being, and I love just seeing others, seeing you, seeing people. Um, so I, I try to make sure that I'm sleeping and getting plenty of rest. And then I like to make sure that this goes with the nature piece, but many times a year to have a multi-day outside, whether it's camping, ideally camping, ideally sleeping under the stars somewhere for multiple nights with nothing else going on is very rejuvenating for me and, and really important and a high priority. I can't even, I feel like there are so many people listening to this podcast who are thinking like, I can't even imagine what it would feel like to be off grid for a couple of days and nights. The horror <laughs> of not being connected to one's phone. Yeah. Well, and I, t- I do struggle. I still really want to take pictures. I still have that, you know, especially, I think all of us now we want to like capture this moment either for ourselves for later or for others to share to put somewhere on our feed uh so sometimes I'll have my phone on like my phone is my camera unfortunately as everybody's is and so I'll have it on like airplane and Mm -hmm. off but I'll still use the camera but then sometimes I will set it up where I'm like you know what I don't care if like a bear comes and like sits in front of me I'm not taking out my (laughs) my phone Mm -hmm. yeah so it depends it's Mm -hmm. weird because even when you are on an airplane Mm mm-hmm and your phone is in airplane mode and mm-hmm. you can do nothing with it, mm-hmm. it it feels like it feels better. Mm-hmm. That's that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a really big problem. We're mm-hmm. never disconnected from it. Mm-hmm. It's not getting, it's getting harder, not right. easier. It's yeah. just going to be a part of our human I know, I physicality, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like that's the next yeah. step is yeah. it's just going to come out of our fingertip yeah, that like, know. Our phone's going to be right. implanted inside of yeah, us. It'll just project onto whatever. Mm-hmm. God, we're weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's something that many people, maybe they know about you if, they, if they've if they connected with you before, but um, maybe some people haven't. But I love hearing uh, the stories of you hiking the Appalachian Trail and bringing that into your, your coaching that that idea. But my question that came up when you were talking about hiking was, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry, camping. Mm-hmm. How has it changed since we've become so connected to our phones? Like, because when you, what year was it that you hiked? I hiked in 2009. So my camera was not my phone because I had Verizon and it was before uh, iPhones. You could only have an iPhone with app with app with 18. You could only have an iPhone with AT&T. Okay. At that time. So I had a little Blackberry. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a camera. But what, what do you find is, because you still are an active, avid hiker. Uh-huh. 
So what do you find is like, is there a different feeling? I do think it's harder and harder to be disconnected out there. Um, in times that I've, that I've been out hiking on the AT on the Appalachian trail since my hike, I'll, I've seen things like hikers in a shelter, you know, streaming, watching a movie on a phone, you know, in the middle of the woods, if you've got battery and you've got service, you know, you can do those kinds of things. So those, you know, do make it harder. And, um, so you have to be more intentional Mm -hmm. if you want to be fully disconnected. What do you find were some of the benefits of that deep disconnection in those like long hikes and long periods of time that you've taken kind of in isolation, which side note, you did this hike by yourself. I did. For six <laughs> months, right? Yes. Yes. There are a lot of other people out there. So I saw people almost every day. Um, there were very few days where I didn't see anyone. Um, but I did hike by myself. So there was plenty of time that I was alone in the woods, just me walking with nobody in sight for miles. And I elected not to wear headphones or music because that was certainly an option. And a lot of people do that because that's how they, you know, you've got all, you've got 18 miles to go today. So how are you, you know, how are you going to get quote unquote, get through it? And, um, so the benefit to me of being out there and not, uh, I actually didn't bring books with me either. I didn't want to um, be distracted by reading cause I love, I'm totally addicted to reading. Uh, and I wanted to write if, if I was going to do something like that, I wanted to be focused on writing about my experience. Um, but the, the benefit of being disconnected and, and alone and out in nature is time to be with yourself and listen to yourself and sometimes remember things from a long time ago or plan for the future or just walk around or just looking at the world around you, but really being there. Is there a depth with of yourself. something that happens with the compounding effect of doing it for, you know, not just a couple of hours, but a full day or full two days or a full week? Well, you know, my, my six month hike was not that did not have that quality of isolation necessarily as much because you do see people Mm -hmm. sometime during the day and people, you check in with people and you're, you know, you're, you're socializing much more than I thought I would be socializing actually, you know, you, so, so however, the, the, what did happen for me was because I was alone and making all my decisions myself and I had everything I needed in my possession on my pack, you know, shelter, food, water, clothes, everything, the amount of ability to rely on my ingenuity and my decision-making. And because I was hiking alone, you know, sometimes I'd be like, okay, is this the right, is this the turn or where am I going to stop tonight? Where am I going to get water? Where am I going to eat lunch? You know, all of that decision-making all fell down to me alone and it was delicious, just absolutely wonderful. And then times when there would be times when in like the white mountains in New Hampshire, which is incredibly rugged, very rocky, very steep, very hard trail. I cannot believe I did it with a 30 pound pack on. It's a lot different when you're carrying 30 pounds on your back and climbing up the sides of rocks versus Carla. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not that people do it. I'm I'm not that much. No, that's incredible. (laughs) Well, thank you. But I remember this time and I was out there and it's, it's getting close to the end of the day. So the sun is going down and I'm up on this mountain. Um, there were two mountains called the Kinsmen and there's South Kinsmen and North Kinsmen. And I'm, and I finished South Kinsmen and it, I'm just, I remember thinking, Carla, you really need to pay attention out here right now, because if you fall down and hurt yourself, there is no one coming until morning. <laughs> you know, Nobody is going to be around. You're going to mm-hmm. spend the night on the side of this rock face and and that ability to rely on the power of my own body to take care of me to physically propel me and for me to, and my ability to make decisions to keep myself safe and to pay attention it it was like it was a complete shift it was like nothing i had ever done before and i came home with such a different level of confidence about like there's i'm not scared of there's so many things I'm not scared of anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm still scared of things, but there's things that I'm not scared of. 
And what is it beyond confidence? Because I think that it's even more than that. It's like a self-trust. It's like, it's like trusting. And, it, and it's also like a deep knowing that I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. That there's not that many circumstances where I couldn't be okay. Mm-hmm. Which, and if that's the case, you don't need any, I don't need anything. I don't need anything to be happy. You know, I, I don't need anything. I could literally just be out there and be happy. Yeah. I don't know if, if people really... I think that a lot of the listeners really need to take a moment to absorb what that feels like because we as a society could go our entire lives without challenging ourselves in that way, without relying on ourselves in that way, without requiring those things of ourselves in that way. And I love that you brought in the concept of decision-making in those experiences because I was, you know, I'm with a lot, lots of groups of women often. And I, I do recognize that there's a constant, what do we do? What do I do? What mm-hmm. uh, is this uh, okay? Uh, is this okay? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And there's like this fear of, of stepping into your choosing your experience of life. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that is such an important message that, yes, we'll make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a long list. <laughs> but in in terms of experiencing life, mm-hmm. don't we need to be in an empowered position to be taking step forward, steps forward for ourselves in that way? Do you find that that's a, that's a necessary component to creating a happy life and and feeling um, independent and deep sense of love and appreciation for yourself? I think that when we are really when we really like being alone with ourselves and we don't need anything to distract ourselves from being with ourselves that is a a really nice way to exist and i think that when we aren't able to do that when we are when when it's very uncomfortable to be all alone with ourselves with nothing no screen no nothing to take our attention away from ourselves that 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 indicates something that we might want to look into. Do you, do you ever have the um, instinct to just tell some of your clients to go on a hike? (laughs) Um, You know, everybody has to, you know, everybody has different things that are going to, to resonate for them. And it may not be, you know, some people don't, I really think, yes, I do think it would be better yeah, if I were queen of the world, everybody would be outside way more. We would all have a four-day week. There would Everybody would have a four-day week. I don't know why we don't have a four-day week. We're at the peak of civilization. Why in the world are we working so hard? It just creates... Uh, it creates more mess. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we would sit around a lot more under the trees and sip tea and talk to each other and be, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that you... I, so I love the embodiment of, of what you're saying because it's so true to who you are. And even going back to what you said that you don't, you came to the conclusion that you didn't need anything to survive or mm-hmm. to be happy. Mm-hmm. That knowing makes it so that in this reality, in this society, you can be calm and trust and have faith in the experience of life supporting what you want and what you're trying to achieve and accomplish. I feel like you've established a sense of faith and trust in yourself and and also, I guess, the universe because in a lot of ways you had to trust that the universe was going to provide as well on this hike. Did you find that there was there was something that you had to lean into outside of yourself? There were definitely times when the, the, the couple of times when I was most afraid 
which was very rare to be super afraid. I was really only super afraid like twice. Was it um, a bear? No, no, bears were exciting and like amazing. I mean, it was year alert, but seeing a bear is just like such an, it's, it's such an honor to see this wild, big animal out there. And they were usually acting like bears are supposed to act, which means they were like, as soon as they knew I was around, they were headed the other way. So mm -hmm. I felt very lucky to see them at all. Now, one day was uh, my first day in Maine, which was very cold and very hard and very windy and rainy and stormy. And like I was above tree line a lot, getting blown sideways and um, feeling mildly hypothermic and just really scared that I wasn't, you know, physically cut out for it yeah or that yeah that something bad was yeah that I wasn't gonna make it um that I was gonna get blown off the side of a mountain I mean there were several times when I had to like get way down so that I wouldn't get blown off the side of the mountain kind of thing and yeah it was just a bad day and it was very cold and I do you know you were asking was there outside was there any outside thing and I can remember that there were very few days on the trail I cried and that was one and I was crying and I couldn't feel my fingers and I knew that was a really bad sign and uh, I knew I didn't have that much further to go and I'm crying and <laughs> and I'm basically calling on angels or spirits mm -hmm. or somebody. I'm like, I'm basically talking out loud. I'm all alone. I'm like, help. <laughs> no, oh, no. And I'm like, uh, and I'm and and what I kept saying was just keep walking, just keep going. And then, of course, it, you know, within 30 minutes or so, probably I got to where I needed to go or an hour Um and then there were other, yeah, there were other times where I feel like I felt like angelic presence and I'm not an angel-y type person overall, really. So it was, it, it was special. I feel that because you are so committed to nature, you have to trust in some organization of the universe. You have to, or just that you would, because you've seen so many um, cycles of nature, you've seen that nature takes care of itself. You've seen our world operate with organization in some way. And do you think that that probably does impart some additional trust or faith within you? I, yeah, I guess so. I think it, it's part of why I feel so much, so very comfortable in nature because nature makes sense because there, there's, uh, there are cycles and there's an, a balance Mm -hmm. in the ecological world when we're not messing with it. Now we are part of nature and we really want to, we so much want to separate ourselves and think that the rules don't apply to us and that we can operate on like this, this graph, like we were talking about that goes, just gets higher and higher. And that's like, that's not, we live on a limited planet with limited resources and we're doing really weird things, you know, that now we're just really at the very last minute starting to wake up to like, Oh wait, maybe this, this like whole paradigm isn't, sustainable you yeah. know oh and and so my comfort like something's gonna be here something's gonna be here in a hundred thousand years I don't know what it is something will still be here <laughs> atoms you know something made of atoms is gonna be here and I think our waking up to honoring that we aren't supposed to live forever nothing is supposed to live forever our, and that our atoms are going to go back and, and, and form into other things. And, and just in this time that you and I have been sitting here, we have, we're sitting in a room that has plants in it. All of the organisms in this room have exchanged atoms back and forth, our exhalations, our inhalations. There's so much going on here in this invisible space that we're, that we're not aware of. Um, the carbon dioxide leaving us is going into the plants vice versa, you know, and we think we're this, this entity that's just separate. It's really fascinating. And I hope we do figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. But yeah, that's my, so I guess that's where I get, uh, comfort nature. Yeah. Nature makes a lot of sense. And so sometimes it's very hard to, um, just to, to understand how we as humans can, S try so try so desperately to step out of those systems and cycles and mm -hmm. I don't know why and think that things don't cycle yeah like that you can just throw something away and it's not still here right right <laughs> if you were to give someone that you will never have an opportunity to coach because let's say they live in Australia 
They I only, can coach you in Australia. You can. I mean, you can. This it's a hard we example got now. FaceTime, WhatsApp, Skype, <laughs> Skype. But yeah, somebody who just Someone doesn't, who, yeah, doesn't, doesn't end up in wouldn't connect. Mm -hmm. What would be some of your imparting message on them for keeping a mindset of naturalness of living a wild and precious life? I think that what anyone can do is plug into your sense of wonder. If you need help, bring a child or a, a pet with you. Go for a walk outside and reconnect with wonder. And when you can reconnect with wonder, then you can reconnect with your own place in this creation that we are part of. So wonder, is that a sense of imagination? Is that a sense of fantasy in any way? It, to me, it's more curiosity and like, wow, look at that. Like you don't need to imagine anything. You just open your eyes and your senses. Like, you know, we're, I'm sitting under this incredible um, bromeliad that's flowering and I'm filled with wonder looking at it, but I think it's more, and if I looked at it even more closely, I would be filled with more wonder. So it's really engaged. We have these incredible senses that sometimes we really dull and numb them. We numb them all kinds of ways, or we, we dissociate, we disengage. We don't, you know, we're not really looking or, or we get on autopilot. We get on our little ant path and go through our days. So wonder to me is, it's more connected with curiosity than imagination. It's the, like what children do. That's right. why you can't get out of the house when you have a two-year-old. You can't get out of the front y yard because they're looking at a stick. <laughs> 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 the beauty of what you're saying is that, is to me, that when we do view nature and the world around us with that sense of wonder and curiosity, we're looking at every aspect around us. And we're not saying this part of the plant is beautiful. This part of the plant is ugly. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stare at the flower mm -hmm. and not the leaf mm -hmm. or the branch or the mud. Mm -hmm. We're looking mm -hmm. at everything with these non-judgmental eyes. And I think really harnessing that ability to do the same within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yes, I love that. In so many ways, you've provided that for me. And I know to the world, because every time I spend time with you, whether we're in nature or whether we're here, I feel that sense of wonder and calm. And so I'm so grateful for you Oh, and everything and everything that you provide. <laughs> and a you. lot of what you provide is just through your state of being. And I think that that's really special. And I admire that. And I look to you for guidance because I want to bring more of that into my life. And so um, I'm going to tell people how to get in touch with you. Your website is beautiful. What, what's the quote that, that connects to living wild and precious? It's from a Mary Oliver poem called The Summer Day. And the quote is, tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? It's so perfect. <laughs> and so the title of your website is livingwildandprecious.com. Perfect. And you're also living wild and precious on Instagram. Yes. Where people can see a lot of nature photos. Yes. As expected. <laughs> it's all nature. Yeah. It doesn't look like I'm selling anything. I'm just <laughs> just posted pretty photos in nature. <laughs> but also if people were interested in doing a hike, you have amazing programs to talk them through that as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love doing custom. I will do custom things for people. If people are like, I, what you just talked about is so amazing and I want to get out in nature. And one of my superpowers is to do it in a way that doesn't feel scary or overwhelming. Um, you don't have to have a whole bunch of fancy special gear. You don't have to feel like, oh, I have to have all these special skills. I have, re I'm really low skill. Like, I was not an athlete in high school. I'm just, you know, I, I, you know, and I think a lot of people get overwhelmed and think, oh, I, I need to have these certain things to, to go enjoy. And I make it really open and easy and 
accessible. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. But, but do you also have sort of a hiking per, like, are you taking a trip this, this year? I, <laughs> well, I'm, go, I'm taking, I'm taking, there's a group going to Paris. We're going to Paris in June. So oh, that's not really hiking, but it is called peaceful in Paris. And it's going to be on foot in I, my, um, my partner, who's, uh, just my retreat partner. Not, I'm, I'm married to a man. This is, this is <laughs> she, she, the person hosting the retreat with me. She is a native Parisian. And so we have, I'm so excited about this. It's going, it's, it's going to be incredible. Um, and we're going to be, yeah, just going, you know, yoga and in gardens and bicycling and picnics. It's very very oh lovely. Gosh. It sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And there'll be, there will be other things. Um, I, there, that's the only like overnight trip that's up if somebody is listening to this in like the next, but website. if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, like a year from now, like you should just go to the website and look under events and see what's going on or contact me. Yeah. Cause you do, you do different. Yeah. Tri- yeah. Like and did, actually, you did yeah. Alaska. Yes. I'm actually going to Alaska in a couple of weeks, but it's with my mom. So <laughs> that's wild and precious it I is. love that that's amazing Carla yeah. yeah so yes I do encourage everyone to look at your website to follow you on Instagram and to connect with you in whichever way feels good and again I'm so grateful thank you for doing this podcast with me oh my pleasure it's been absolute honor Sheena thank Thanks, you Carla. thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode it was a really really special time for me to sit down with Carla who I love so much I know that you enjoyed listening to her as well. She's amazing. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, a few ways you can continue to support me are by sharing with a friend or someone you think this message may help. Um, That's one of the best ways to support the podcast is just by word of mouth, you know, sharing, copying the link and sending it to a friend. Hey, you need to check this out. Hey, this will make you feel good. Whatever you feel inspired to do, that's a really, really great way to support Raw Talk with Sheena. And if you choose, you can subscribe to Raw Talk with Sheena on Patreon, which I'm newly obsessed with. It's where I'm uploading exclusive content, insights from episodes, and some special bonus like mini episodes. The subscriptions start at $3.99, so that's an easy way to support and get more content from me for basically less than you spend on a latte. Um, I love the site because it's helping me just kind of consolidate a lot of my content into a place where I know that you're able to see it um, instead of having to go from Instagram to Facebook, private Facebook groups, public Facebook groups, you know, this is a way that it really helps me to streamline what I want to get to my very devoted listeners who are interested in the topics that I've discussed. So that's where I'm going to be putting all exclusive content and it's patreon.com backslash raw talk with Sheena. And I'll put the link in the show notes as well. And then just one final note, a super special thank you to my friends at Esplanade Studio in New Orleans. This beautiful audio would not be possible without them and my friend Misha, the owner of the studios. So if you're interested in starting a podcast and need support with your introductory music, or if you need just someone to clean up your file after you've recorded it, um, to link the audio files together into an episode, or if you're a musician and you need to record music, um, reach out to Misha. He has recorded with Willie Nelson, John Legend, Solange Knowles, and like so many more amazingly talented people. Um, His studio in New Orleans is something to see. It's a renovated old church, so the acoustics in there are incredible. It's a beautiful studio. He's a beautiful friend, and I'm so thankful for his support of this podcast. If you're interested in reaching out to him, it's esplanadestudios.com, and that will be in the show notes as well. Have a great week.